Shalom to all! Today's office is Beitzadav Gimel, and we are starting six lines from the top, the last word on the line. And today's office is sponsored Le'ili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Bas, Rabbi Yaakov, Moshe, her Nisham should have an Aliyah, and Le'ili Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmiel, Mardachai, Ben Rabbi Chaim Heitner, his Nisham should have an Aliyah. Now, Beisham and Beisel had argued in the Mishnah if one may use an egg that was laid on Yontif. The Gemara brought a number of different explanations as to what they're arguing about. Rabbi Nachman had said we're discussing an egg laying hen, and their argument is about Mukta. If you hold to the broad application of Mukta, which is Beis Hill, then the egg is Mukta, and if you don't hold to the broad application of Mukta, that's Beis Shammai, then the egg isn't Mukta. Now, all subsequent opinions disagreed and maintained that we're discussing a hen meant for consumption, and therefore there is not a Mukta issue at all. Rather, it's a different discussion. Rapa said that an egg is actually completed the day before it's laid, and therefore one laid on Yontif that fell after Shabbos was prepared on Shabbos, and that's an issue of preparing for Yontif on Shabbos. Rabbi Yosef said it's the Xer of Paris Hanishrin. The same way it's usher to eat a fruit that came off the tree on Yontif, so too this egg came out of the hen and it's usher to eat. Rabbi Yisak said it's Xer of Mashkin Shazavu. The same way it's usher to drink liquids that flowed out of fruit on Shabbos, so to this egg, so to speak, flowed out of the hen. And now the Gemara tells us, None of these opinions, Rabbi of Yitzchak, Rabbi Yosef, they don't hold Rav Nachman's opinion, because of our question that we had in the Gemara yesterday, the Gemara had asked, why is it that if it's actually discussion of Mutzo, are they not actually arguing about the hen as well? Why are they only arguing about the egg? And because of that question, they don't hold Rav Nachman's opinion. They also don't hold of Rabbi's opinion because they don't hold that this is an issue of Hachana. Why doesn't Rav Yosef hold like Rav Yitzchak that it's an issue of Mashkin Shazavu. So Amr Lachar of Yosef will tell you, Beitza Uchla, an egg is considered food, Uperis Uchla, and fruit that fell off a tree is considered food. Lafuke Mashkin Delav Uchla, that's excluding liquids that came out of the fruit. That's not considered food, that's considered liquid, and therefore it's not an issue of Mashkin Shazavu. Rav Yitzchak, my time will ever have Yosef. Why doesn't Rav Yitzchak call it Rav Yosef? Why doesn't he say it's an issue of Paris Hanashin? So Amr Lachar of Yitzchak will tell you, Beitza Blua, the egg is absorbed into the chicken that it's in, Umashkin Bluin, and these liquids are absorbed into the place where they are. Lafuke Paris, the Miglovikaimu, that excludes fruit. That's open, that's revealed, and therefore we can't say that the egg is compared to the case of Paris Hanashin. It has to be compared to the case of Mashkin Shazavu. And Ba'af Rabbechan and Savar Rabbechan also holds Gzer Mishal Mashkin Shazavu that the reason why this egg would be usher is because of Mashkin Shazavu. Rabbechan Rami, Rabbehuda, Rabbehuda, he asked the steer Rabbehuda on himself, Umishani, and he answered it. Tanan, we have in one Mishnah. You're allowed to squeeze fruit on Shabbos in order to get the liquid out of them. If they float out on their own, Asurin, so you're not allowed to drink that liquid. Now Rabbehuda Aimer, he says, if this fruit is designated to be eaten, so then anything that flowed out of it, any juice that came out, is permitted to be eaten because we're not going to be afraid that you're going to squeeze it to get more juice because the point isn't to get the juice out of it, the point is to eat it. But if the point of this fruit is to get the juice out of it, so then anything that flowed out of it on its own is still going to be us because we're afraid you're going to drink that orange juice and you're going to say, hey, let's continue squeezing this orange because it's meant for orange juice anyway and therefore it's going to be us. But Alma, what do we see from here? Any food, according to Yehuda, meaning any food that came out of its original source, which is also food, it's considered food that's been separated. We have the original source, which is food, and then food had come out of it and was separated from it. That's also considered food, and there's no issue. But now, Vermin will ask a steer of Adam Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda also said, we have a brisa that tells us, a person can make a stipulation on a basket of fruit that did not have truma taken off of it on the first day of Yontif, and he can eat that basket of fruit on the second day of Yontif. Now, this is actually referring to two days of Yontif, in particular, Rosh Hashanah. He forgot to take off Chumas and Maestras, which is not allowed to be done on Yontif. So, according to Rabbi Yehuda, each day of Rosh Hashanah has its own potential Kedusha. This is called Shtei Kedushas, because in truth, according to Rabbi Yehuda, one of these days is really Chal. It's really Sveka de Yayama. We don't know which day is Rosh Hashanah, so one of these days is Chal. So, therefore, he can separate that which he needs to on the first day of Rosh Hashanah and stipulate that if today is Yontif, then what he's doing should not work. But if it's weekday, then it should work. And then he does the same thing the next day. And it turns out that whichever way you slice the cake, these fruits are matukin and may be eaten. And Rabbi Yehuda continues, also an egg that was born on the second 
day of Rosh Hashanah, Toichel B'Sheni, it's allowed to be eaten on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. But what do we see from here? B'Sheni in Berisha and Loi, it's only allowed to be eaten on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, not the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So we see clearly from here that it's not considered Uchel de Ifras, it's not considered food that's been separated from its original source. It's also on the day that it's laid and it's only permitted on the next day. So Mashan Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon answers the Steer Rabbi Hudan himself that Muchavs Hashita, let's switch around the Shita so it's not a Steer Rabbi Hudan himself. But Umid the Kamirma Adadi, from the fact that we ask this Steera, a Braisa on a Mishnah, Shmamino who we see it's the same exact reasoning. From the fact that we're going to ask from the egg case to the case of Mashkin Shazavu, it must be that it's the same Svara, it's the same logic, and therefore we see that Rabbi Yechon also holds that the issue of a Beitza Shanel de Biantef, an egg that was laid on Yantef, is an issue of Mashkin Shazavu, just like Rabbi Yitzchak had said it is. And now Gimel Amr Beis on top, a different way of understanding this seeming steer in Rabbi Yehuda. Ravina Amr, he says, We don't have to switch around this shita. Rabbi Yehuda is saying something to the Rabbanon according to their own shita. He's saying, according to me, that this egg, even on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, is permitted. The Uchad Ifrasu is considered food that was separated from its original source, which is also food and it's permitted. According to you, Rabbanon, you should at least agree to me that on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, it should be permitted to eat this egg, which was laid on the first day, the because considered two kedushas, as we had said, it's a svekeduyaima, it's a suffix which day is Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it's two separate kedushas, and whatever happens on the first day is not connected to the second day, and vice versa. The Rabban would answer him, it's considered like one kedusha. Yes, with all other yamim taifim that are two days, we say it's a svekeduyaima, and therefore one day is technically weekday. However, with Rosh Hashanah, it's considered one kedusha, it's actually two days that are kadesh, and they have the same kedusha. Now, Ravina Bridger of he has another explanation. Over here, we're talking about an egg laying hen, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda Lashitasa, the Islay Mukta, he holds a Mukta, and therefore, since the hen is Mukta, so too the egg which was laid on Yantif is also Mukta. And now back to our four opinions of how to understand the Machlekes Beisham Beisil. Remember, we had Rab Nachman and Raba and Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yitzchak, and now the Gemara asks on all of them. Meisvei, we have a Brisa. Echad Beitzah Shanal de Beshabes, Echad Beitzah Shanal de Biantif. An egg was either laid on Shabbos or was laid on Yantif. Ametalton, I saw you're not allowed to carry it, you're not allowed to move it. Lelachasis basakli, not to cover a kli with it. Let's say you lost a cork to your wine bottle, you're not allowed to use this as a cork. Mito, you're not allowed to lean your bed on it. An egg is actually very strong if you position it properly, so you're not allowed to take it and lean your bed on it. However, you are allowed to take a kli and put it on top of your egg, take a cup, take a bowl, put it on top of the egg to make sure that the egg doesn't break. And if this egg is a suffix, it is usur. Right now, we're assuming that it's a suffix because we're not so sure if it was born on Yantif or Shabbos. And if this egg got mixed in with even a thousand other eggs, kul and asuras, all of them are usur. Now, here the Gemara is opening a topic that we've yet to discuss, and it's called bittel, nullification, which in essence is accomplished by saying that this Isser has become part and parcel of the mixture and isn't a separate entity of Isser. Now, midday raisa, if Isser gets mixed into heter, as long as the heter is the majority, otherwise known as rive, then this mixture is permitted. The chamim were more strict in certain cases and required shishim, 60 more times heter than Isser. Sometimes the requirement is 100 or 200 times, and sometimes, like we just said now, we're going to say that even if there's a thousand times more heter than Isser, it still will not be bottle. And we're going to discuss this momentarily, but now the Gemara says, Bishlam al we understand according to Rabbi the Amr Misham Hachana, he says the whole reason why this egg which was laid on Shabbos for Yantif is Asr is because of Hachana, Havasveka Dairaisa, so that's a Suffolk Dairaisa. Vachosveka Dairaisa Luchumra, so in all Sveka Dairaisa are Luchumra, and therefore that's what this egg, which is a Suffolk, is going to be Asr. El Rev Yesef Lurev Yitzhak, but according to Rabbi Yesef and Rabbi Yitzhak, the Amri, they say Misham Gzera, the whole reason why you would not be allowed to have this egg which was laid on Yantif is because of Gzera, so Sveka Dairabanan, that's a Suffolk Dairabanan, Vachosveka Dairabanan Lakula, and all Suffolk Dairabanan is really Lakula, so why should this egg, which is a Suffolk, be Asr. So my answer is Seifa. This Seifa, the Brisa that we just said, if it's a Suffolk, it's Asr. That's a song of Suffolk, Trefa. It's a Suffolk whether or not the hen that laid this egg was a Trefa, and therefore, that's the reason why this is Suffolk and it's Asr. That's because Trefa is a Deraisa, not Rabbanan. The Gemara has, 
if so, Ema Seifa. What about the Seifa of the Seifa, meaning the very end of that Brisa, which we had said, Nusavra Be'elef, if it's mixed in with a thousand other eggs, Kulun Asurais, all them are Asur. So, if you want to say that this egg is a Suffolk, because we're not so sure if it was laid on Yontif or during the week, so then Havadavar Sheshlam Matirin. This is something that will become permitted after Yontif, this egg is going to be permitted. Something that will eventually become permitted is not going to become Batal even in a thousand times its amount. El Trefa. But if you want to say the reason why this Suffolk egg is Asur is because it's a Suffolk Trefa, so it's something that will never become permitted. That's because something which is actually Tref is never become permitted. And Viti Batal Baruba, therefore it should become Batal Baruiv. Why is it the Brisa says that it's not Batal Baruiv and it's not even Batal in a thousand? And Mechitim continues the Gemara. Now we're getting deeper into the Sugi of Betel. Beitzah Hashuva, an egg is something which is considered Chashuv, Veloy Batal, and it's not going to become Batal. Chashivas is another factor when determining if something can become Batal. If it's Chashuv, then we would say that it can't become part of the mixture and therefore it isn't Batal. So you're going to say that applies to an egg and that's why it's not going to become Batal. Hanichel Manda Amar, that's good according to the Manda Amar, the Kol Shadakili Manu that we learned anything which is usually or oftentimes counted and sold individually, something which is counted and sold as individual units is chashev and therefore can become bottle, such as eggs. Sometimes they're sold individually, like they are nowadays, a dozen eggs, and sometimes not. They were actually sometimes sold by the basket or just by a whole group of them without being individually counted. That's something which is chashev and can become bottle. So then we can understand what our Bryce is talking about, that a Suffolk egg is considered something that's chashev and therefore it's not going to become bottle. Elamand Amar Es However, Kwantamand Amar, that it's Es something which is exclusively sold individually. So then Michael Maymar, what are we able to say? Eggs aren't exclusively sold individually. Sometimes they're sold individually. Sometimes they're not. So why is it considered something chash if it's not going to become bottle? Now, where do we get this machlekes of kol shedarkelimanes or es shedarkelimanes? Did not we have a mishnah? Mishahuloi chavili tilton shakilakerem. Someone that has bundles of fenugreek and they're kiliakerem. They're usher. They were grown in an usher fashion inside a vineyard. So then yidlku, they have to be burned. You're not allowed to have anyhow enough from them. They just have to be burned. Nisarva bacheres bacheres bacheres. Let's say they were mixing with other permissible ones and those permissible ones with more permissible ones. Kul and Yedlaku, all of them have to be burned. They're not bottle. They've read Mer, that's Mer's opinion. They can become bottle. The word Yalu means they can become bottle one in two hundred. Now, what's the reason for Mer's opinion? Shahira Mayor Eimer, he says, something which will be sold as individual units, that is going to make something usur. Over here, the word Mekadesh means it's going to make something unfit, it's going to make it usur. Now, they say, the only thing that's going to render a mixture unfit and they will never become bottle is six things because they are very chashiv. Rabbi Kiva, Imer Shiva, it's actually seven things. Ve'iluhain, and these are them. Egoize perech, perech nuts, v'rimani badon, and badon pomegranates, v'chaviyah stumas, and closed barrels of wine, v'chilfei trodin, and prickly beets, v'chilchei krov, and cabbage stalks, v'delas yivonis, and greek gourd, Rabbi Kiva, maisaf, avkikar, shabal habayas, Rabbi Kiva adds in, even homeowners' loaves that were baked at home, all these things are very chashiv. Harayla arla, of these things we just mentioned, if they could be arla, meaning it's within the first three years of its growth, that's specifically talking about fruits, so then arla, if this thing is arla and it gets mixed in with something else, it's never going to come bottle because it's very chashuv. If it's something that can become asr, meaning it was inside a vineyard and it's considered something that's not allowed to be grown in a vineyard with grapes, so then that's going to make this mixture prohibited and it's never going to become bottle. And Itmar Lai was stated on this Mishnah specifically explaining Rav Meir's opinion. Rav Yechon Omar, he says, Rav Meir had asrd something which is exclusively counted and sold individually. Rav Shem Nalakish Omar says, Rav Meir asrds even something which is sometimes or oftentimes sold and counted individually and that's what's going to be us or because it's very chashev and it's not going to be able to be bottle. So now plugging these two sheets back into our b'raisa. This fits He says something which is oftentimes sold and counted individually such as eggs. That's something which is not going to become bottle even in a thousand and that's how our b'raisa 
it can make sense that this egg, which is Suffolk born on Yontif, is not going to be bottled even in a thousand because it's Kol Shadar Kalimanes. El Rabbi Yechanan, according to Rabbi Yechanan, that it's Es Shadar Kalimanes, only something which is exclusively counted and sold individually. So, Michael Amemer, what could we say? Why would the Ptan of our Brisa say that an egg, which is a Suffolk born on Yontif, is not going to be bottled in a thousand? It should be bottled in a thousand. So, Amar Papa, he answers, Hi Tano, the Tano of our Brisa, Tano de Lutrixius, who he's the same Tano of the dried figs Brisa, the Amar that he says, called Avashab Minyan, I feel something which is counted individually, even if it's a drabanon, it's not going to become bottle. And the chosh came with for sure when we're dealing with the diraisa. So what exactly are these dried figs? So they would pick ripe figs, dry them out, and then press them into a mold. Now this thing is called an eagle devela fig cake, which is famous throughout Gemara, and slices the size of a litra were then sold. Similar to Ushami Kogel nowadays, you have a large Ushami Kogel and it's sold by the slice. The time you have a brisa, litra ketsios, again, a litra is a certain amount of dried figs. Shadar salpi eagle, it was pressed into the mouth of a round mold, meaning it was pressed into the top of a round mold, and he doesn't know which mold he pressed it into. Or he pressed it into the mouth of a barrel, he doesn't know which barrel he pressed it into. He pressed it into a basket, and he doesn't know which basket he pressed it into. So this fellow took his truma figs and pressed them into the mouth of a mold and forgot which one they were pressed into. So it's an important point over here. The truma figs were located at the mouth of the mold, at the top, but the rest of the figs in the mold were okay. So according to everyone, if he had a hundred other fig cakes, and this one would be bottle because that's the number Truma produces bottle in, but he doesn't know which one it is, and he doesn't have a hundred. So Rabbi Eimer he says that Rabbi Lezer Eimer Rabbi Lezer would tell us in this case Dalar Amad Alpha on the top Rainus Al Yonis we view the upper figs Kiluhen Prudis as if they're separated Batachtoines Malus Al Yonis and the lower ones will nullify the upper ones. Meaning in this case where there isn't a hundred other cakes Rabbi Lezer is makel because Truma on all produce is drabanan anyway. Besides for grain grapes and olives which are Daiyraisa and therefore we look at the mouth of the mold that has Truma figs as being separate from all. Other figs, and if collectively across all the other fig cakes, there's a hundred times that amount, then it's bottle. Again, even though there isn't a hundred cakes. Whereas Rabbi Shuaimer, he says he's more machmir. If there's a hundred mouths, meaning if there's a hundred other fig cakes, yalu, so then it's going to be bottle. Vimlav, if not, hapuman asurin, then all the mouths of the fig cakes, all the top of the cakes are asur, vashulai mutarm, and all the figs on the bottom, they're permitted because we know for sure that these trumer figs were not pressed into the bottom of the cake. Now, Rabbi Huda'imer, he says he argues with Rabbi Meir on how to explain this machlaikis. Says, if there's a hundred other fig cakes, yalus, and then there's betel ve'imlav, if not, hapuman asurin, so then the upper part of the fig cakes are asur, vashulayim mutarim, and the lower part of the fig cakes are permitted. Now, Rabbi Shuaimer, he says, even if there's 300 other fig cakes, lo yalu, so then there is no betel over here. Why not? That's because since they're pressed to the top of the cake and they're recognizable, they're sold as individual units, so we're going to say there is no betel whatsoever. And that is the Tana of our Brisa, namely Rabbi Shua being explained to Rabbi Huda. He's the Tan of our Brisa, then we have an egg which was Suffolk born on Yontif. It's not going to be bottled even in a thousand. That's because it's a Davar minion, even though it's a Dindar Abanon. And now we just conclude. The Brisa, Darsa be Eagle, he pressed it into the mold. Eagle Darsa, he doesn't know which mold he pressed it into. Divrakal Yalu, everyone agrees that there's Bittal over here. Ask the Gemara, Divrakal, everyone agrees. That is the Machlaikis. We just had a Machlaikis about this. What do you mean everyone agrees? So Amar Papa answers, no, Hachikamar, this is really what we're saying. Darsa be Eagle, he pressed it into the mold. Eagle Darsa, he doesn't know where in the actual mold he pressed it into. Did he press it into the northern part or into the southern part? He doesn't know where these truma figs were actually pressed into. Over here, everyone agrees that they're going to become bottle. That's because it's actually considered like one big mixture. He has no idea where these figs are and that's why everyone agrees it's going to become bottle. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up with another answer to our question that we had posed at the top of Gimlamid Bays. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.